I've got one question for you. Are you ready to get your game on? The longest-running off-road and action motorsports radio show on the planet is coming to you live with the biggest guest in motorsports. Here is the only man on the planet who can pack this much dirt slinging and tire slaying into two hours a week. Sit back, strap in, and be prepared to get your ears blown. Here is Jim Beaver and the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Sorry, man, trying to uh, get this microphone adjusted. Got this big boom sitting here right in my face. And uh, I don't know, man, I failed on the kickoff to this show today. But uh, welcome to the Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor. Uh, we got uh, one hell of a fun one today. Uh, man, it's an uh, odd week. we got uh, Parker 425 coming up, King of the Hammers coming off Rolex there at uh, uh, Daytona. we got Supercross to talk about. X Games happened this weekend. Man, we... Uh, I don't know. We, we're going to try and cram a lot into this show, and uh, I don't know. We're going to do our best to do it. Um, so, yeah, looking at guests today, obviously we've got uh, Kyle Chisholm uh, with Supercross. Uh, great story there. Um, stoked to have him on the line. So we're going to be talking a little bit of Supercross here in hour number one with Kyle. Uh, also got uh, Tiffany Stone calling in in hour number two in her spot. She is en route Um I guess as of now to uh, King of the Hammers, but uh, we're going to be talking about uh, even more storylines coming out of KOH. Uh, don't forget my website, downandirtyshow.com. We'll be doing full coverage of both King of the Hammers, all the events at King of the Hammers, as well as the Parker 425 this weekend right there on the website. So if you're stuck at home, you're watching the live streams, you're watching the tracking, I get it. But uh, you know, in between doing all that, you can uh, be over at downandirtyshow.com and uh, be checking out all the uh, latest and greatest news that's coming out of all of the events. Uh, my guy Chris will have it on lockdown and uh, keep you guys uh, rolling with the content. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then um, got uh, one he called in about uh, six months ago. Uh, my good friend Evan Schendel uh, with Polaris Razor Marketing. Uh, he's in charge of uh, all the marketing surrounding the Razor brand and the race team and everything else. Uh, he's calling in, uh, actually takes up a couple of segments here in hour number two, but he's going to give us the lowdown on everything Polaris Razor that's happening uh, in the first half of 2019. So uh, you hear me talk about it a lot, but uh, great to have somebody from the big house uh, talking about it on the show as well. I don't know, somebody with a little more credibility than me. Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in to the show. We are going to take a short break and we're going to roll right into things. I'm going to be talking X Games and Rolex 24 at Daytona to kick things off here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. You want extreme performance, reliability, and the most fun you can have on four wheels? The Polaris Razor brings it to you. But you don't need to take my word for it. You can take theirs. I'm Tanner Faust, and I choose the Polaris Razor because it's the most fun you can have with a steering wheel. What's up? I'm Ronnie Renner, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the sickest, most reliable side-by-side on the planet. What's up, everybody? Heavy D from Diesel Brothers. Listen, I'm on Team Razor because it's hands down the best piece of machinery on the planet. I'm RJ Anderson, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the most fun, most capable machine. Action sports stars, TV personalities, and some of the best race car drivers in the world all choose Polaris Razor because it's the ultimate combination of power, suspension, agility, and fun. Find out more information on the web at PolarisRazor.com or follow at Polaris Razor on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and use the hashtag RazorLife to share your story. 
the Subaru WRX and WRX STI. A 268-horsepower turbocharged Subaru Boxer engine rockets the WRX around corners and down straightaways. A race-ready 305-horsepower turbocharged Subaru Boxer engine keeps the WRX STI a rally legend. The Subaru WRX and WRX STI, it's not a sibling rivalry. It's a tag team. Get the latest from Subaru Rally Team USA at Subaru.com rally. For 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your anywhere. Born from competition, the Grabber Tire offers the durability and off-road traction you demand in a tire. We put these tires to the test in the harshest off-road racing conditions to give you a tire that will make your anywhere possible. So let us take you on your next big adventure. Tweet us photos at General Tire, hashtag anywhere is possible. Because with General Tire, anywhere is possible. Looking to have some fun on four wheels? Dirtfish Rally School has you covered. Packing as much adrenaline and adventure as you can handle into high-performance all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive Subaru rally cars is where the fun begins at Dirtfish. Just 30 minutes outside of Seattle and Snoqualmie, you'll get a chance to train up to three full days with some of the country's best instructors and be put through the high-octane rush of rally on mud, dirt, and tarmac. Get started today and call 425-888-7715 or visit us online at dirtfish.com and use code 911 for a 15% discount. When looking for a new wheel for your off-road vehicle, car, truck, or UTV, the choice is easy. You choose what the pros use. Rob McCachron, Keegan Kincaid, and myself, Jim Beaver, all exclusively use Vision Wheel, whether we're dominating Baja, taking the cup at Cranon, or shredding UTVs. Vision Wheel's trend-setting designs and durability will set you apart from the competition and your friends. Check out visionwheel.com or at visionwheel on social media to learn more. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. All right, welcome back here to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor, kicking off, um, I guess, uh, our number one officially. I don't know, we do it in the, that short intro we've got uh, for National. Um, but yeah, we, now we can kind of get into the meat of things. And um, yeah, it was a big, It's January is here. Uh, it's kind of crazy, man. To me, it just seems like Christmas, you know, we had that downtime over the holidays, like, bam, we're, we're almost in February. Where, where in the hell did the month of January go? I don't know, but, uh, I guess it is out, right? We are officially almost into February by, uh, the end of the park 425, um, which I'm racing in this weekend. We definitely will be. So I don't know. It's, uh, kind of crazy to me that like i i had all these plans and i'm like oh wow like uh, there went a month like what what happened to these plans so uh yeah but which means we went from having no motorsports to uh, a ton of motorsports obviously supercross in full swing and um you know we've got some desert races king of the hammer stuff like that but for like mainstream um which is a good chunk of our listeners now um you know i talk about my off-road stuff and utvs and and that but like for for the mainstream motorsports fan ah, supercross is probably uh, a big kickoff but i would say the rolex 24 at daytona is kind of uh that's the big event right that that's the one um it's like boom that hits all right it is race season then you roll into that you got speed weeks of daytona um you know, you got NHRA that kicks off uh, with a couple of rounds here in the Southwest. So it's, you know, it's just one of those things where 
Uh, you know, this past weekend is like the real kickoff to motorsport season, I feel like, uh, for 2019 with Rolex 24 at Daytona. You know, globally, I mean, we had, um, you know, we got the WRC is in Monte Carlo. Um, so, I mean, there's some other stuff that's going on. But, like, to me, this Rolex 24 has always kind of been boom. All right, that happens. And then, yeah, it is race time. Um, so, you know, that happened this weekend. And I got to tell you, um, I this is one of those that I've been – I'm a fan of, right? Uh, you know, how can you not like endurance racing? I've started paying attention to it more now than I guess I ever have in the past, um, mainly because I have, uh, surprise, a national radio show, right? Um, but I've got a lot of respect. But to me, like sports car racing uh, and endurance racing, it's always been like the the place guys go when they're getting ready to retire. Uh, and it's not that way anymore. I mean, you got, you've got guys like Montoya and Hilo Castroneves who – they could be in Indy cars right now, still doing really well. Um, but you've got them, you know, racing, uh, you know, racing endurance racing. I mean, and Rolex Twenty Four has always been the cool one because that's when you get guys from all walks of motorsports come over. You got Formula One drivers, Indy car drivers, NASCAR drivers. Uh, you know, Robbie Gordon's done it, Biffle's done it, Jeff Gordon's done it. Um, you know, you you got the NASCAR guys that come over, and this year, like we've got, uh, obviously. Um, you know, you've got the big ones, um, like I said, Montoya and Hilo Castroneves running, but you've also got guys like Alexander Rossi, who he came, which is, uh, interesting cause he's actually in a Penske ride. Um, you've got Fernando Alonso who came and did it. And, uh, so you've got all these people like converging there, uh, in Daytona for, uh, I, I guess what, what is the second biggest endurance race in the world next to only Le Mans? Um, so, you know, it's, you know, I don't know. It's just, uh, to me, it's pretty rad. Uh, this one was kind of, so I've kind of tried to, to pay more attention to it. Uh, I'm not one of those that's going to like watch every single hour as it clicks by. Like I tune into the start kind of midway point. I keep tabs on it, but I'm not going to dedicate 24 hours to watching, watching the race. Right. You know, definitely want to watch the last couple hours. Um, you know, and there's always a battle to the finish and, uh, this year, eh, disappointing, right? Yeah. Rain came. Um, and I've got mixed emotions about this because it's endurance racing. Uh, you know, Formula One, they, they race in the rain occasionally, you know. And, uh, you know, IndyCars have raced in the rain on road courses. They don't do it on ovals for many, many reasons. Uh, this race is uh, it's an interesting one, you know, partly because it's at Daytona. They do run, I guess, portions of oval. But it's uh... – anyways, they shortened it by two hours. And uh, I guess I've got a little bit of a problem with it because, you know, it was actually only a 22-hour race. Um, there was actually a couple of teams. Uh, obviously, uh, Fernando Alonso ended up winning in his team with Jordan Taylor, uh, Ringer Vanderzande, and Kobayashi. And uh, Taylor and Vanderzande, they've been uh, guests on the show before. Love those guys. Um, Nasser and then uh, the team of Castroneves and Rossi and Taylor, um, the, those three teams were all battling it out. They were on the lead lap, right? Um, so it's like, man, to shorten it, that just kind of sucks because I think we were going to have a three-way shoot out there. And, and I got to give credit to, uh, my boy Colin Braun and the guys at core auto sport because, uh, they were only four laps back. Uh, did they have a chance for a win with those other three teams there? No. Um, but it was, it turned into kind of a mess there at the end, like teams going off in the rain and stuff like that. Um, like to me with endurance racing, in off-road, like, okay, so in off-road, if it rains, which actually we're supposed to get rain Saturday, we've got rain at the Park 250, I added a Vegas rain, I race in the rain all the time, right? If it gets money, if it gets slick, you let up, right? You drive the track, you drive what is in front of you. Um, so, 
you know, when it gets muddy and it gets nasty and, and rain's hitting your visor and you can't see and visibility is absolutely zero, happened at Vegas Torino, happened at the Parker 250 this year with me, right? What do I do? I don't drive as fast. You only drive what you can see. In road racing at Daytona, and this I would love, I would love your guys' comments at Jim Beaver fifteen on Twitter. Uh, hit me up. Let me know what you guys think. If you agree, disagree with me, love to hear what you guys think. Uh, but with this, like it's endurance racing, right? If you know the track conditions suck, drive a little bit slower. Oh well, I'm going to get past. Well, you see, you know what the guy? If he's that much faster, then you're just too slow. But like we saw at Daytona, if you drive too fast, you're going to slide off. So I I don't believe in these red flags for endurance racing because I feel like the car should go slower. It's like these guys think they ought to be able to drive the cars at 200 miles all the time, 200 miles an hour all the time. No. If the conditions suck, you slow down to 150 miles an hour. You, where You slow down to that point where you have grip. Um, but these guys feel like if we can't drive them at 100%, we're not interested. You know, no, that's not the way it works. It's endurance racing. It's a 24 hour race. And you know what? You need to drive the car for 24 hours. Like I don't, I, I don't believe in red flags. You know, if a tornado's coming, that's one thing, but for rain, even heavy, heavy rain, like we had at Daytona, absolutely not. You let these guys spin out and run into the wall. It's their own fault. Should have slowed down. Seriously. There's plenty of guys who didn't spin off. Uh, they must've slowed down and checked up. I'm just saying, man, this is endurance racing. You got to make the car live to the finish. And, uh, you know, I, I guess that's, that's kind of my problem with the way Daytona ended. I know. And, uh, love Fernando Alonso. He was leading and he was one of the first guys out there going, Hey, let's can't call the race, you know, under red flag. He was the guy like champ- champing it. Um, you know, Hey, let's call the race. These conditions are horrible. Well, obviously Alonzo, you're in first place. You don't want to drive the last two hours. You got uh Hilo Castroneves and Alexander Rossi right on your rear bumper. Like, uh, you know, and I love Alonzo, dude, massive Alonzo fan here, but just, just calling a spade a spade. I'm gonna call Alonzo out on this one. Yeah. Like he's championing for this race to be canceled or, or to red flag and stop. Well, he wanted that win, right? He, I, you know, it's one of those things too. You know, I trust me, I'm a, I'm a Phoenix Suns fan, right? Uh, on the basketball side of things, we suck. And uh, we won the first game of the year. I was like, all right, let's call the season. Let's go to the playoffs. You know, it's the first time in like a decade we've actually been in first place in the standings. So I get it, Fernando Alonso. You wanted it to stop because you wanted the W. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I disagree with it being red flagged. I know the conditions were horrible. I think that, you know, if I'm IMSA, I tell the drivers, hey, dudes, uh, you know, and girls, you know, there's lady road racers. Hey, look, this is what we're dealt with. You're a professional race car driver. This is endurance racing. You know what? Do what you got to do to stay on the track. If you got to drive 50 miles an hour slower, you drive 50 miles an hour slower. Period. End of story. We're driving all 24 hours. So, um, I don't know. I'm sure that is not going to sit well with a lot of people, but that's my feelings on it. And, uh, I don't know. That's, uh, that's all I got to say about that. Anyways, Fernando Alonso did take the W there at Daytona along with, uh, Vander Zande, Jordan Taylor, and Kobayashi. Um, uh, second in, uh, we're talking DPIs here, prototypes, uh, Nasser, and then, uh, the team of, uh, uh, Taylor, Castroneves, and Rossi getting there, uh, finishing up on the podium there in third, um, so, uh, yeah, that was, uh, you know, I guess that's a big class. There's a lot of results there at Daytona, but let's face it, that's the class everybody wants to talk about. I uh, do want to give a shout-out, though, to my boy Colin Braun and the guys at Core Autosport finished up in 
fourth position. Uh, solid, solid effort there by those guys. And uh, this is a new Nissan program that they've got. Uh, they bought the uh, Nissan cars from uh, um, from last season. The factory Nissan cars are running them. Uh, so, yeah, I think they're going to get better as the season goes along. So, um, yeah, that's enough on Daytona. Um, it, that's what happened. I don't know. We, we could beat this one up for a while. But uh, uh, we come back from the break. We are going to be talking Supercross and X Games here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor. You don't want to go anywhere. If you are age 85 or younger, call to learn more about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. The average funeral now costs over $10,000. Are you at risk of leaving loved ones to help pay your debts? A final expense policy for seniors can pay up to $30,000 for funeral and other final expenses. You don't need a medical exam, and you can have lifetime coverage, and the policy cannot be canceled. To receive free information about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. Call now. You'll also receive information about a free prescription discount card just for calling in. Agents are standing by. Call 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. Call now. That's 800 508 5774. Tired of paying outrageous prices for prescription drugs? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get prescription drugs at huge discounts from Canada Drug Center. That's right, the most popular drugs for cholesterol, high blood pressure, depression, diabetes, arthritis, and many more are now up to 75% off. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices when you can get brand-name drugs at the lowest price? Call today and get up to 75% off all the popular brand-name prescription drugs. Never pay high prices again. Get the most popular drugs at huge savings from our Canadian and international pharmacies and fulfillment centers. No insurance? No problem. Prices are so low you do not need benefits or insurance to get all your prescriptions fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517 800 800-932-5517 Once again, that's 800-932-5517 you're listening to the down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor all killer and no filler all right welcome back here to the down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor 
Uh, I don't know, just talking some 24 hours of Daytona. I call it 24 hours of Daytona. I guess it's the Rolex 24 at Daytona is uh, the way you're supposed to talk it, or I guess the way we're supposed to speak it. I don't know. There I go, getting my, I don't know, my un, uh, I guess my unradio voice. I don't know. What, what would you even call that? I don't know. Let's just move on here because obviously I'm stumbling around here. Don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Anyways, X Games. And, you know, as much as, uh, you know, we just opened up that segment, talked about uh, the drama surrounding uh, Rolex 24 at Daytona, had a, I've got a private Facebook account, my friend's account, right? And I've got some high-profile friends on that account. Um, not going to uh, name names. not going to tell you my handle or whatever. It's just uh, it's where I can we can have some really honest uh, balls-out conversations. It's quite interesting. And um, But one of them is around X Games. I've been uh, an X Games fan since day number one. Massive X Games support. I mean, I, I remember back when X Games started. It was called Extreme Games. It wasn't even called X Games at the time. And uh, they, you know, they had these bizarre sports like uh, barefoot water ski jumping. Um, they had like the Eco Challenge, where uh, it was literally an outdoor adventure race. Uh, street Luge, which I think they ought to bring back. By the way, that's one of the events. Yes, absolutely. Street Luge needs to come back. Um, but, uh, yeah, so street luge, um, yeah, they, uh, what did they, they used to have, um, what was it, uh, what was it skyboarding? I don't even know what it was called, but, uh, it's basically skydiving with like, uh, with a board on your feet. Like I can't even, and they had a cameraman. Um, I don't know. Um, so that was another one. I, I can't even remember the hell the name of that sport was, but skydiving with a snowboard on your feet. Um, they, they had bungee jumping. I think bungee jumping, like freestyle bungee jumping was one of them. They had, they tried some crazy stuff at X games. I'm not saying I want all that stuff to be brought back, but I've been a fan since day one. I mean, this is one of those things when I was a kid, um, in the nineties, action sports weren't on TV. X games was the first real, you know, like, boom, we're going to go out there. We're going to go to bat for action sports. Right. And, uh, it was a big, big deal. Um, now all of a sudden, you know, I, I get used to get magazines once a month, um, you know, a video here and there. Now all of a sudden this is like pushed on us on TV and it was like a two week long deal. I mean, this is like Olympics type of thing, you know, um, it was a massive deal. And, uh, you know, so, you know, it was like, wow, this was the deal. So I, you know, this is the first time I ever got to see this stuff on TV, uh, I used to have, uh, you know, videotapes, VCR at the time, DVDs weren't even thought of, you know, and I used to record all the episodes of X Games and then, uh, you know, and then uh, B3, you know, the bike series that came out after that. And um, it, it just, I, I'm just going back saying, hey, man, like I was a massive fan, right? Um, you know, they had the pulse of the action sports. Um, and I feel like now X Games has morphed and uh, it's got smaller. Um, you know, I think the settings, it's not these big elaborate layouts. It's got a little bit more intimate. The park, the park courses aren't quite as big and extravagant. It's morphed into, you know, more bowl type riding, things like that. Like, um, you know, it's, uh, it's different. And I think action sports is more. So X games has morphed along with that. But I think, uh, I think that X games has kind of lost the pulse and not necessarily winter X games because you've got skiing and snowboarding in winter and, um, I guess, you know, freestyle snowmobile. There's not a lot with winter that you can do. Um, summer more so. And uh, I love X Games and everything I say is because I'm so passionate about it. 
Um, but I feel like some of these events they bring in, some of the stuff is just like a, it's a cash grab. And you know Action Sports, you know this radio show. The reason why I've done well is because I've tried to be authentic. You know, I give you my personal point of view, whether you like it or not. Um, you know, I think everything I do, the companies I represent, the brands you hear about on this show, um, I believe in. You know, and I think with X Games, they've kind of lost sight of that and they've lost sight of their core audience. And now a lot of people still go to X Games, people still tune in, um, you know, and I think action sports as a whole has regressed. Uh, so I don't know that we're ever going to see things as big as they were in the 90s. It's just a different era, right? But I feel like some of the new names that have come in uh, that are killing it, uh, you know, I, I don't feel like they've been pushed to the forefront. I don't, I, you know, and I know way too many people. Um, and I talked to uh, quite a few, actually. Um, there's guys that are competing for medals that have no sponsors. Um, and it's because the sponsors aren't getting their return when these athletes appear at X Games. I mean, uh, you know, they're they're going with blank jerseys and things like that. I mean, it's – and we're not talking backmarker guys that are trying to get, you know, a top ten. We're talking guys that have a shot at a medal and girls, and they, they don't have sponsors. To me, that's a problem, you know. And, and when they can't get ten grand to help them cover travel and expenses to get to X Games, um, you know, they're, they're, the business model is wrong. But then you look at X Games and, you know, things like this Jeep. Uh, this Jeep Wrangler X Challenge. Love Casey Curry. Love Brian Deegan. Love Bucky Lassick. Um, got nothing against Jacko. I just don't know the guy. The Jeep Wrangler X Challenge should have never happened. Like, crazy. Like, why did that happen? If you're going to do extreme winter jeeping, make it like Ultra 4 style. You know, this like a couple logs and a 42nd, like to me, it was just like, what? And then you've got, like, on Sunday, you got the Harley Davidson Snow Hill climb. When you hear that, you're like, oh, guys on Harley Davidson's going to be racing them up a mountain. But then you look and it's like, it's like, what is this? Like, they're on dirt bikes and they're just going straight line up. Like, it just. Uh, it was like a way to get Harley more value in the winter because they're doing stuff in the summer. Like, I don't know. Like, to me, it just – a lot of it doesn't make sense. I wish some of that would go away because I think that your core action sports fan base, they see that and they go, man, like, you know how it is. Like, there's guys that make a living just because they're core. You know, they never compete in contests. They're just they're just writers that film and things like that, you know, and – uh that type of stuff, I think, pushes those people away. Now, X Games is making money, but none of your athletes are. And, uh, you know, the people who actually move the needle, they're not they're not tuning in. Sorry, I got a frog in my throat there. Um, but it's just like, to me, I don't know, there, there's a big... Uh, there's a big disconnect right now in action sports and, uh, you know, in, in X Games uh, with the athletes and things like that. And, I mean, it, we it even go so far as some of the best athletes aren't actually in X Games. You know, you've got some guys that are a decade out of their prime that are still getting invites because they're a big name. Um, meanwhile, there's these kids that are shredding that are like 18, 19 years old who can't get an invite because they don't have that big of a name. You know, it's like, no, you want the best of the best. You don't want the biggest name. You want the best of the best. That's kind of the way I view it. And I think there's a disconnect there. Uh, but talking about X Games, it did happen. It was There was some solid riding. We're not going to talk the action sports events, uh, mainly because we'll do that on Project Action. Um, but we will talk things with a motor. Uh, Jeep Wrangler X Challenge, that uh, rock crawling event kind of thing that I told you about. Uh, Casey Curry did take the victory there. Uh, snowmobile Freestyle. 
Daniel Bodine, uh, Brett Turcott, and Justin Hoyer. I need to reach out to Turcott see if we can uh, get him back on uh, the show once in a while. He's a fun guy to uh, to have on. You had uh, Adaptive Snowbike Cross. It was uh, Monster Mike Schultz, Tyler Brandenberger, and Kevin Royston. Uh, one, two, and three. And then you had a Paris snowbike cross. It was Doug Henry, Will Posey, and Leighton Lilly uh, in third. Got to give a shout-out to my boy Paul Thacker. He finished up there in uh, the fifth spot. Um, and then uh, kind of moving down a bit, uh, I love that name, Wendy's Snowboard Knuckle Huck. Um, that's crazy. You know, you've got uh, Wendy sponsoring uh, these events. Uh, Cody Matichuk, Jesse Kirchmeyer, Brock Hoyer, they were one, two, and three in uh, Snowbike Cross. My boy Darren Mees finished up in fourth. Man, would love to see him on the box. And then you had that Harley Davidson uh, Snowbike Hill Climb was Logan Mead and Travis Lit- Whitlock, one and two. And then uh, your best trick for Snowbike, uh, it was Rob Adelberg, Brett Turcott, and Ethan Roberts uh, rounding out your uh, rounding out, I guess, uh, the field there. And I do have to say, man, Snowbike best trick. This one's got me, and uh, I, I've been very vocal about this. X Games, the racing stuff came in back with rally car racing, and that was when Travis Pastrana and Dave Mira and you know were making the transition. This is before Ken Block was even Ken Block. Uh, brought it in because, you know, here's these big name athletes trying to transition, you know, out of a cage or out of, you know, off dirt bikes into a cage. So they brought in rally car racing. Um and with that, um with rally car racing uh, you know, it kind of morphed X Games and then Stadium Super Trucks came in and all these other events and Enduro Cross. I'm one of those firm believers in uh, we shouldn't have thing- racing with engines in X Games. Like, it's not an action sport. Is it a cool draw? Yeah, but we've got motorsports all over. And, uh, you know, I've got uh, a lot of good friends uh, who. A lot of good friends who uh, who race, uh, you know, and and you know make a living at this deal. But I just don't know that it's a fit for X Games. I'd rather ESPN go. You know what? We're going to make uh, you know this a big deal and uh, um, you know and give you your own TV show or something like that. Like I don't know. That's just kind of my feelings on it. So, um, but I, you know, I'd like to go back to just the core action sports of X Games. That's kind of uh, kind of where I would love to see things uh, in the future. But. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just I think X Games is in a weird spot, you know, and it's not just me. I think you read around the Internet and things like that. Like it, it is, you know, and it used to be like literally it stopped you dead in your tracks when X Games was going to happen. And now it's just kind of an afterthought. Like people don't stop dead in their tracks to watch X Games. People, you know, it's kind of that passive like, oh, I'm flipping the channels. X Games on. I'll watch that. You know, it used to be the must-see TV, and it's not anymore. I want to go back to the days of Tony Hawk and the 900 on primetime TV, and every television set in the country is tuned in. Um, same thing with FMX. I mean, when Pastrana and Deegan, it was like, what are they going to bring this year? It was must-see TV. Dirt jumping was that way at one point. You had the biggest names. Dave Mir is like, is he going to bring the double back? We hear rumors Dave Mir is going to bring the double back. We're tuning in. It was prime time. You know, it, it was you know, it was crazy. And uh, you know, now I, I just feel like we've kind of lost that a bit. We can get back to it, um, you know, and uh, it's just I think uh, we've lost it a bit. So I don't know. Uh, still a massive X Games fan. Um, can't wait to uh, to you know. To see what's in store for us at Summer X, I think Minneapolis has been an amazing venue. Really excited about that. But we've got to take a short break. We come back. It is Kyle Chisholm on the line here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. 
I'm Polaris rider Jim Beaver. I race trophy trucks professionally, host a down and dirty radio show, and also travel the country announcing motorsports events. I've seen it all, and trust me, I've done most of it. So when it comes time to relax on the weekend, nothing is better than taking time with my family in our Razor vehicles. They've got the reliability I need to just pick up and go explore the desert dunes or trail and have the capability to attack even the harshest terrain. If you're looking for some of the most reliable and safest and hands-down most capable off-road machines in the world, look no further than Polaris and their award-winning lineup of Razor vehicles. Whether you want your daughter to experience off-road driving for the first time in a Razor 170 like me, take the entire family out in a Razor XP4 1000 on the weekend, or shred the desert and dunes in the all-new Razor XP 1000 Fox Edition, Polaris has you handled. Take my advice and join me and some of the best drivers in the world by driving a Polaris Razor. Check out the full Polaris Razor lineup at Polaris.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor. Anywhere is possible. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire's wide variety of tires for whatever it is that you drive. Whether you're looking for off-road capability balanced with impressive on-road performance or ultra-high performance offering all-season traction designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has what you need to get where you're going. General Tire, providing anywhere is possible with a down-and-dirty radio show since 2012. Hey, this is Jim Beaver, host of the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Getting down and dirty on the racetrack is all fun and games until it's time to get the dirt off. I know it all too well, which is why I partnered with MotoShield Pro, the leaders in nanotechnology solutions on the racetrack and in off-road to combat mud and dirt buildup on my vehicles. MotoShield Pro keeps us from taking unnecessary damage and spending extra energy on cleaning. No matter the weather or the surface, having proper protection on all my vehicles saves me plenty of reprep time in a sport where every second counts. Prep your vehicle like a pro. Learn more at MotoShieldPro.com. When looking for a new wheel for your off-road vehicle, car, truck, or UTV, the choice is easy. You choose what the pros use. Rob McCachron, Keegan Kincaid, and myself, Jim Beaver, all exclusively use Vision Wheel, whether we're dominating Baja, taking the cup at Cranon, or shredding UTVs. Vision Wheel's trend-setting designs and durability will set you apart from the competition and your friends. Check out VisionWheel.com or at VisionWheel on social media to learn more. The Subaru WRX and WRX STI, a 268-horsepower turbocharged Subaru boxer engine, rockets the WRX around corners and down straightaways. A race-ready 305-horsepower turbocharged Subaru boxer engine keeps the WRX STI a rally legend. The Subaru WRX and WRX STI, it's not a sibling rivalry, it's a tag team. Get the latest from Subaru Rally Team USA at Subaru.com slash rally. You're listening to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. All killer and no filler. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome uh, one of my guests this week, Kyle Chisholm, to the show. How's everything going, my man? I'm doing great. How about you? Uh, solid, solid. No complaints. First off, I got to ask you, man, uh, you, you kind of took a bit of a dinger. Uh, how was everything on your end? You, you good? You solid? Yeah, I had a pretty good crash last week in the first turn. Just a uh, racing incident. It's part, you know, comes with the territory, part of, part of racing and part of Supercross. So had a big crash. I'm definitely lucky. Um, it wasn't worse. Um, I'm pretty beat up. My neck, back, ribs, pretty much everywhere. Just, just bruised up and scraped up and, and sore. But, um, for the most part, like I said, I'm good. Nothing broken. Um, my wrist is had a pretty good sprain to my wrist, but nothing's broken. And um, doing as good as I can be. Like I said, it could always be worse. And 
uh, happy that I'm somewhat healthy going into the weekend. Yeah, well, and, you know, it's one thing that's crazy about uh, Supercross. I mean, uh, that's I say turn one in Supercross has got to be one of the most exciting turns in all of racing across the board. I don't care what discipline. Like, it's just gnarly. Anything can happen, man. When you, you have 20-plus riders funneling into that corner, man, it's – I mean, I guess, you know, they, they say, you know, you want the whole shot. And, you know, I guess that's case in point. You know, it, it's it's got to be gnarly. You got to, I mean, it's there's a pucker factor even for you after all these years going into turn one. There's got to be, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, on the gate in Supercross, you know, there's 22 guys on the gate. So you and 21 other guys. And you're all, unlike most other, I think probably any other motorsports for the most part, they're all, all of you are lined up equally. You know, some position may be a little better, but... You all the gate drops at the same time for everybody, and everybody's going for the for that one spot in the first turn, you know, all together. So you're banging bars and rubbing against each other, and um, man, just everyone's trying to go for the whole shot. So it's tough, but it's the only time of the race that you can pass all other all the other riders, 21 and Supercross, all at the same time. So it's important to get out front, um, but man, everybody wants the whole shot. So we're all going for it, and sometimes uh, not. Not so great things happen, but like I said, it's part of it. Yeah, you know, the starts have always kind of cracked me up because I'm like, the math just doesn't work out. You got 22 guys, and you're you're like funneling into two, maybe three lanes. I'm like, this the math just doesn't work, but somehow 95% of the time it actually does work out. I'm like, it's one of those weird anomalies where it's set up for failure, but it, it you know, most times it actually works out. Yeah, it does. I mean, to be honest, at least for us, especially at the professional level, most of the time, we all we've all done it a long time. Like you said, though, there's it's, we're 22 guys wide going into a turn that maybe fits three or four guys wide. So there's just kind of that level of like respect, I guess, and knowledge of if you don't have the start, you got to pick your spot and kind of trust the other riders, have trust in them and what they're going to do, um, and just try to get through there because nobody wants to crash, nobody wants to go down, get run over, any of that stuff. So you know, we're all going for it. But we try to be smart as well. But just like last week with me, sometimes things go wrong and, and there are crashes. So you try to avoid them. But like I said, it's inevitable um, at some point. So just, just part of racing. Yeah. Well, we want to talk about stuff going right here. And I got to say, 2019, I mean, uh, this has got to be a pretty exciting year for you. I mean, I, I know coming off a bit of an injury, uh, you know, and some surgery, but new bike, new team, new 2019. I mean, uh, you got to be pretty pretty excited about the prospects for this year. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, last year, uh, 2018, uh, during the summer outdoor series, I I had a little crash, not any bad. Um, I tore my ACL and my meniscus on my knee. So had to go through that whole reconstruction process and, I was off the bike for about five months, so I didn't start riding until maybe around Thanksgiving time. So I've only had about, uh, before the season, I only had a little over a month um, of riding back you know, with my new team and a new bike with the ATP uh, Motorsports Suzuki team. So new bike, new team, only about a month of time to be ready on top of coming off that injury. So we're definitely you know, behind the eight ball um, for ideal you know, preparation time coming into the season, but the team's done a great job. I worked my butt off through rehab and, and as much as I could cram into that short time to be ready for the season. And we're a little behind the eight ball for the most part. Um, but like I said, it's, it's time, you know, nobody, nobody could make more time and we've done the best that we could do to be as prepared as we can be. Um, and we've got out, um, aside from that crash last weekend, we've got out to a pretty decent start. Um, knowing, you know, what we're kind of the cards we were dealt coming into the season. 
So we made the best of it, done our best, had some pretty good results besides that crash, and we're just trying to build each week. And hopefully, you know, by midseason, we're kind of up there where I want to be, where the team knows that they can be, and, and we'll just take it race by race and build and get a little better uh, each weekend. Well, you know, and, and I think that's one of the things with the team, you know, bringing you in, right? I mean, you, you've been all, in almost this identical position before, right? I mean, even going into, uh, I believe it was yep. 2018, right? It was a little bit same as situation. I mean, you know how to handle this going into the year, uh, you know, and, and, you know, and I think that's probably got to be a benefit for the team because you're a veteran, you've been around, and you know how to develop bikes sure. and new programs and things like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's not ideal, obviously, like I said, but um, it, it's part of the sport. Injuries are part of the sport. Um, you know, life isn't fair, I guess, you know, is a good way to put it too. So, um, I kind of went through, uh, a short preparation time, uh, last year as well with a new team and a new bike. So nothing I haven't dealt with before. And, um, unfortunately, but fortunately, um, having dealt with it, uh, I, I kind of knew what to expect. So just make the most of it, man. I feel like that's kind of how I try to live life as well. Life advice for those guys out, you know, anybody listening, um, you, you can only control so much. And you know, the cards that you're dealt, you got to make the most of it. Try hard, work your butt off, and, and make the most of what you have. And, and everything will just get better and better. You know, I, so for me, racing, um, that's how I've always kind of tried to, to look at it and just make the best of your situation. And all you can do is, is better yourself. So, yeah. Yeah, well, in talking about that, I mean, you, you know, what, you know, how are you guys approach in 2019? Because I, I figure it's like every single weekend you guys are probably building for the next weekend, right? I mean, it's one of those where you know you guys are going to get better throughout the season, you know, and and to have your finishes, uh, you know, that you had uh, early on. I mean, you know, I mean, where, you know, where do you guys see yourself as this season progresses? You know, I mean, obviously you've cracked the top 20 in the first couple of rounds. I mean, it's one of those where, um, you know, I mean, you guys are building, right? I mean, you know, how are you guys approaching this year? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean. I think it's once you get to the races and in a race situation, you learn a lot about the bike and yourself, what you can work on. The weeks go by quick, so you only have a few days during the week to really practice and try some things and improve stuff. So the improvements are kind of small during the week um, for the most part, but you're always just trying to improve, and everybody is. You get more comfortable being uncomfortable, I guess, is a good way to put it. You get to the race, and it's a new a new track and new dirt, and you get a short time to learn it and figure things out. So you get comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, and for me, like I said, it's a new bike and a new team. So we're learning how to work together, and I'm learning with the new bike and what I want it to do and what I can work on to make it suit me better. You know, everybody rides a little different. So it just takes time, which, like I said, wasn't on our side coming into the season. So we'll take it little by little, race by race, and hopefully get up in the top ten and, and battle up front with those guys. Yeah, well, and you know it was funny because uh, you know the you know Sean had, had texted me and said, "Hey, you know this is uh, you know we want you to have Kyle on the show next week." I'm like, "Absolutely," you know. And I started looking back, you know, and I was at some of the interviews you've done and some YouTube videos with you talking and things like that. And I'm like, "Man, Kyle, you, you've been around the sport for for a long time. I mean, what are some of the biggest changes you've seen in Supercross? You know, you know, in the last year or two, and especially this year. I mean, because I feel like the whole sport as a whole. I mean, it's really kind of morphed in the way riders attack. You know, the series and 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 just you know everything as a whole it seems like it's different than say you know five six seven years ago yeah man i think it's always evolving and always changing and guys are always getting better and younger kids move up and there's new techniques and the bikes are getting better and just all of that kind of snowballs and just the level of riding and everything just continues to grow so you know um which i definitely wouldn't argue but 
try to kind of get the best of both worlds for me, use my experience to my advantage, um, but also you try to always learn and always get better. And I think you have to, you get left behind. And um, I've had a pretty long career up to this point. I hope to keep it going longer and longer. Um, but to do that, like I said, you gotta, you gotta keep evolving and keep getting better and better every, every year. So, you know, talking about that, you know, we got uh, Oakland, obviously, uh, you know, this weekend. How, uh, how are you guys going to attack this race? Obviously, you've seen the track. You kind of have an idea what, uh, what you got to work with here. Uh, you know, obviously coming off of, uh, you know, Anaheim there where you, you really didn't get to, you know, get a chance to really get a feel for things. I mean, uh, you, know, what, you know, how are you guys yeah. attacking Oakland this weekend? Uh, man, Oakland's always – I, I always enjoy coming here. It's, for me, I think some of the best dirt that we get to race on. Um, we have good weather, so I don't think I've had much rain. Um, during the week leading up to the race. But typically this track is usually a softer, more ruddy uh, track compared to most of the West Coast races. So I think that makes a lot of good racing lines and kind of changes uh, changes up kind of your strategy for racing. So um, the track deteriorates deteriorates a lot more than, say, some of the more hardback West Coast races. So, again, having that experience and knowing that going in, I think I like to use that to my advantage. Um knowing for that main event the track's really going to break down and you might have to change up some lines and rhythm sections and just kind of the the way you're going to um, go through the race and um, kind of your racecraft and where you're going to make passes and you kind of have that that you know you're thinking ahead of of what the track how the track may change um, and trying to use that to your benefit um, come later in the main event. Well, you know, and uh, I guess yeah. we'll, we'll ask one last question. Same question I asked Justin Barsha yeah. last week, and it's kind of becoming uh, kind of becoming the thing when I get uh, you know a guy like you or Barsha on who who've been around the sport for a while. But what is one thing that Kyle Chisholm has changed for 2019 in your racecraft and the way you're approaching the season? Man, for 2019, uh, that's a good question. Um, I feel like I said, like I said, I'm always learning. I'm always trying to get better. Um, for me, I've tried to, the older I've gotten, I've tried to really work on the mental side of things. And trusting myself and trusting my fitness and my training, my preparation. And that's something I really have had to rely on with my short preparation time because of my knee injury um, this past season. So trying to just mentally, you know, not worry about other things, not, not question myself and my ability, um, and really just focus on myself and trust in what I've done and what I know I can do and just go out there and execute it. So I think for me, that's something I've really tried to work on. This sport is so, mental and i think you hear people say that even in other sports because at any major sport at the top level all of the athletes are the best of the best that come to that point you know the best amateurs from year after year and there's only so much room at the top for guys so we're all really close in ability um in preparation and knowledge so for me it's just been the mental side of trusting and not questioning no so that's that's something i've really really tried to Try to ingrain in myself and and in in my thinking of you know talking to yourself, you know things as dumb as that sounds. Um, but yeah, I think it's really important at this level because we're all we're all great athletes and we're all great at what we do. So that little bit I think is the big thing that can separate you know the great riders from the good riders. Well, it's, you know, you mentioned something I never really thought about looking at it that way, but like you said, there's only a, a X amount of spots, you know, like you said, there's only 22 bikes that are going to make, uh, the, that are going to make the main event. And, you know, every year you've got these really good guys coming up from two fifties and things like that. And, you know, and, and like you said, it, the guys that are there racing a four fifty, I mean, you're the elite of the elite, you know, and, and it's tough company. It's yeah. hard to get in there. And I never really looked at it that way, but like you said, there's only, there's only so many spots on the gate, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Like I said, it's the the best of the best kids and riders growing up from all over the world. They all turn pro, and then they go through the 250 class. So, you know, for the 450 class, you already have the best guys in the world. And then after that, it's even slimmed down more to the best 250 guys in the world that get bumped up and ride that 450 class and get a ride in the 450 class and race for a top team. So if you look at the results in the 450 class right now, I mean, I think I heard somebody talking about the other day, I think there's like 20 guys racing that are either past champions or race winners in either the 250 or 450 class. So it's like just to make it to the main gate, you're racing with past winners and champions of racing, period. You know, so it's tough. You know, it doesn't get any easier. Like I said, every year there's more and more guys and um, it's just a lot of hard work and constantly evolving to, to stay at that level and maintain it. And and then not even maintain it, it's always getting even better. So man, it's, I think it's an awesome time in the sport to be a fan. There's so many great riders. As you've seen this year, look at the different winners. They're guys that you wouldn't even have maybe expected to win a race this year. And the guys you would think would be the guy's favorite to win the championship, those guys haven't even won a race yet. So there's a lot of parity, a lot of a lot of excitement and a lot of great riders. And I think that's just gonna continue, you know, through the season. So as a fan, I'm looking forward to it. And as a racer, I'm happy and grateful and blessed to be a part of it. And I just enjoy being out there every Saturday and, and seeing the fans and, and enjoying what I do. Well, I appreciate the time, Kyle. Uh, you know, I know you've got uh, a lot of media obligations today. Obviously, a big race coming up this weekend. Good luck, buddy. Uh, looking forward to seeing you on the gate there at Oakland and uh, chat soon. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. And we'll be back with more after this on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warren Tech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. 
Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back here to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Just kind of uh, wrapping up hour number one here. And, uh, you know, before we roll into hour number two, we're going to have a Dirtfish Rally Report. we got Evan Schendel with uh, Polaris Razor Marketing, Tiffany Stone. We'll be talking a whole lot of King of the Hammers. Do want to remind you guys that... Uh, KOH, if you're heading out there and you want the best experience possible at King of the Hammers, well, uh, go to ultra4license.com. You can get some VIP tickets. You know, it started out where you had to buy them for the entire week. Now they've got it broken down where you can get just single-day VIP tickets. Um, You're going to have Wi-Fi out there, which, man, that thing is like the golden commodity to have Wi-Fi out there at KOH because – it's uh, it's pretty tough to get out there. So, uh, yeah, no cell service, no nothing. So you're going to get Wi-Fi, private bar, catered food, uh, great viewing area, uh, just, uh, I don't know, massive tent. Like, it is... Um it's the way to take in KOH, let's put it that way. So uh, uh, they have everywhere from a single day all the way up to uh, full week-long packages there, ultra4license.com. Get your KOH VIP tickets ASAP. And, uh, um, you know, before, uh, I guess before we go to uh, this a quick break, do want to make mention, uh, you know, my other show, Project Action. we got Nate Wessel on this week. Uh, always fun catching up with Nate. Subscribe on iTunes to that one as well as the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Check us out on the web, downanddirtyshow.com. And uh, please... Please leave ratings and reviews there on iTunes if you subscribe. And if you leave a rating or view, leave your Twitter, Instagram, at username in the body of the review, and I'll follow you back, man. Those reviews definitely help us uh, move right on up the charts. So, uh, yeah, we are going to take a short break, and uh, when we come back, it is going to be, uh, I don't know, it's going to be time to uh, chat some, uh, some, I guess, some stage rally here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor.